We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Sup? As we continue to talk about the main point, the big picture point of a book in the Bible. Okay, so this week, what book are we doing? We're doing Luke Acts. That's not a book. It really is. It's a book in two volumes. <laughs> yeah, because typically we call it two books, and they're separated by John. Which the worst mistake that any Christian college or preaching school makes in their curriculum is to teach Luke and Acts separately. Mm. That's terrible. We'll tell you why in just a moment. Okay, I was going to say why, but you're, you're teeing it up. So before we jump into why we need to cover them both together, a little background on Luke. He was one of the apostles? You know he wasn't. He was the companion of Paul. He was a physician. And actually, the introduction to the Gospel of Luke is the introduction uh, to both volumes of Luke. Read okay. it for us there. All right. First four verses? Yep. Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of these things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word who have delivered them to us, it seems good to me also, having followed all these things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. And when we read both Luke and Acts, we'll notice, first of all, when you go to the first chapter of Acts, that there is no introduction like there is in Luke. Right. It just says, my first book, O Theophilus, mm -hmm. I made according to all that Jesus did and taught until the day that he was taken up to heaven, and then he just takes right off. Yeah. And it's volume two of the series. Um, the things which Theophilus had been taught were really, in a nutshell, this. And then we'll give you the case for this in the next few minutes. Theophilus was taught that the great prophecy of Joel in Joel chapter 2, which we have an axe to, was fulfilled and is being fulfilled in all the things that we read about in the gospel and the book of Acts. And he wrote those things to a Theophilus so that Theophilus would be certain that that was really the case. So when you read the prophecy of Joel, mm -hmm. which was a prophecy about God pouring his spirit out on all flesh in the last days, and that all people would be able to be saved. It's Joel 2, 28 through 32. Mm -hmm. Luke Acts is about how that prophecy has been fulfilled and showing that the time of salvation has now arrived. Yeah. Let's read Joel 2, 28 through okay. 32. All right. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and the young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days I will pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and on earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, the moon to blood, before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. 
And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That, in, that's good enough. Okay. All right. So there are three, three or four themes that come from this prophecy that go all the way through Luke and all the way through Acts. Okay. And those are the Holy Spirit and prophecy will be poured out on all people. Mm-hmm. Uh, signs and wonders and miracles will be done. And that this salvation will come to all flesh, both Jew and Gentile. Mm. Those three themes are taken through the book. Now, let me illustrate here for a few minutes. Okay. Um, It will come about in the last days that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Mm -hmm. And the last part of that prophecy says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not just Jews, but everybody. Yeah. Well, in... The book of uh, Luke, for example, in Luke chapter uh, 2, mm-hmm. when Jesus is uh, brought to Simeon at the temple as a little boy, about verse 29 to 32, yeah. Simeon's prophecy says, you know, he'll be a light for revelation to the Gentiles mm-hmm. and a glory of thy people yeah. Israel. In Luke chapter 4, okay. when Jesus goes to the synagogue at Nazareth mm-hmm. and they reject him at Nazareth, He tells the story about how Elijah uh, raised the son of a Gentile lady and how Naaman the Syrian, who wasn't even an Israelite, was saved because the Jews rejected. And they throw him out of Nazareth for that, see? And it's a foreshadowing of what's coming in the book of Acts. Which even in that... Uh, the example from chapter two, his parents are kind of confused. Yeah, what's this about? Why are you talking about this? So in Luke seven, you have this centurion who was a Gentile and Jesus says, I haven't found this kind of faith in Israel. And it's interesting that we also have another centurion in Mm -hmm. Acts chapter 10 that is the first Gentile to be saved. I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. I wonder if Jesus see? is trying to get his point across. I think he is. <laughs> and see, in, in Acts chapter 10 and 11, mm-hmm. the, the Holy Spirit comes upon the Gentiles in Acts chapter 10. See, I'll pour yeah. out my spirit on all flesh. Mm-hmm. And in Acts eleven eighteen, notice the conclusion that the apostles reach from this. Uh, Eleven eighteen. Yeah. And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? No, you're stand? in Luke eleven. We want oh, Acts sorry. eleven. I missed the jump. Folks, it's, it's my partner. Here. Ah, it's the bearded one. I missed the jump. I'm Acts sorry. chapter eleven. You got your Cornelius in Acts yes. ten, and in Acts eleven, there we 18. go. Now eleven eighteen. They say. Then they heard these things. They fell silent and they glorified God, saying. Then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. Amen, which is the point of of the prophecy. I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Acts 13, Mm -hmm. uh, he preaches to the the people in the synagogue. And Mm -hmm. and in Acts 13, 47, he says, well, then I guess I'm going to the Gentiles. See, Mm -hmm. and this goes all the way through the book of Acts. Acts 15 is about do the Gentiles have to keep the law to be saved? So... It all comes back to that prophecy. Yeah. And he says, see, God has shown us that this is coming true. Point two. Okay. So point, point one, we've talked about the Gentiles. Gentiles. Isn't it? All flesh. Whosoever. All. Yeah. All right. Point two, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old mm. men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions, etc. Yes, on my servants and my handmaidens, I will pour out my spirit and they will prophesy. Okay. Let's take our uh, walk through Luke and Acts. Okay, back to Luke. Luke 1.15. Okay. Baby John the Baptist will be filled with the Holy <laughs> Spirit from his birth, be a prophet, yeah. 
first prophet in 400 and something years. Luke 1, 41. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. Mm -hmm. Your sons and your daughters. Yeah. Luke chapter 1, verse 46. Mary says, My soul magnifies mm -hmm. the Lord. Yeah. And that's a prophecy, even yeah. though it doesn't say so. Luke 1, 67. Not even out of chapter 1 yet. Zacharias <laughs> is filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesies. Yeah. Go down to Luke chapter 2 and get down to about verse 25 and read a few verses. Uh, now there was the man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon Ooh, him. There's a, there's another guy. Yeah. And then he's filled with the Spirit, and in about verse 30 or so, he prophesies. Mm -hmm. Then you go down to Acts, or excuse me, Luke chapter 2, verse 36, and who do you run into there? There we have a prophetess, Anna. Anna the prophetess. Uh-huh. So even in the first two chapters, we've got John the Baptist, we've got Elizabeth, we've got Mary, we've got Zacharias, we've got Simeon, we've got Anna. Yeah. I will pour out my spirit, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. See? Mm -hmm. Already in Luke, he's doing that. Yeah. In chapter 4, verse 1, Jesus is led by the Spirit into the desert. Chapter 4, verse 14, see, this is after his baptism. Yeah. He's in the power of the Spirit, he goes back. Mm -hmm. uh, in the book of Acts, okay. don't leave Luke, but just go to Acts 10, 38. It's referring back to the baptism of Jesus. Yeah. Acts 10, 38. It says, how God anointed Jesus of, the, Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So he anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit. That's mm -hmm. at the baptism of Jesus. So yeah. Jesus is added to this list. So when you get to Acts, well, actually, in Acts, before we get to Acts, in Luke 24, mm -hmm. Luke 24, yep. verse 47, 48, and 49. Okay. By the way, when you read Luke 24, 46 through 49, you see the two books tied together. Let's read 46 through 49. Okay. And said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in, the name, in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I am sending the promise of the Father upon you. Wait a minute now. I am sending the promise of the Father upon uh -huh. you. Where did the Father promise all that stuff? I think that'd be back in Joel. That would be Joel chapter 2, which <laughs> is introduced in the book of Acts. So yeah. even there, we're firmly connected with the book of Acts. Yeah. Then go to Acts 1, 4, and uh -huh. 5. Yeah. 1, 4, and 5, it says, And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. All right, and then, of course, we have Acts 2 when the Holy Spirit comes mm -hmm. upon them. Yep. And the apostles prophesy, as all of those others in the Gospel of Luke do. Yeah. See, I was taught as a little boy that the only time Joel was fulfilled was in Acts 2. Ah. But Luke didn't know that. He said it was fulfilled all the way through the Gospel and all the way into mm the book of Acts. Because he's not separating his themes. This is No, the theme keeps going. Yeah. See, the apostles is just one more great incident of that. 
And it's interesting that when the apostles get to whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord mm -hmm. shall be saved in verse 21, yeah. the rest of the sermon is proving that Jesus is now the Lord upon whom everyone must call yeah. in order to be saved. Yeah. So we've got the prophecy. Now that goes on through Acts to uh Acts 4.31, you've got the apostles were filled with the Holy Spirit like Elizabeth and Zacharias were, yep. and they spoke the word. Acts 21.9, Philip's four unmarried daughters prophesied. Yep. See, your yeah. sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Yeah. It starts at the beginning of the Gospel of Luke. It goes all the way through the, God, the book of Acts. Mm. Theophilus, I want you to know for certain that that prophecy is being fulfilled in our time and the time is now that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Yeah. One other thing. Okay. In the prophecy in Acts 2, mm -hmm. I will show wonders, I think it's verse 19, I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth beneath. Yeah. See? Wonders and signs. That sounds like John from last week. Yeah, we're... wonders and signs. We're not going to get confused and connect this okay. with John because he okay. doesn't use it in the same way. All right. All right. So go down to verse 22 and mm -hmm. let's read about wonders and signs. It says, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs. Wait a minute, but wonders and signs uh -huh. are pulled from verse 19 from the prophecy of Joel. And he's referring back to the wonders and signs of Jesus. Yeah. All right. Now, a little bit later on in Acts chapter 2. Okay. You'll see that the apostles were working wonders and signs. Verse 43, everyone mm -hmm. was filled with awe and many wonders and signs. Where's he getting those words? Wonders and signs. I wonder. <laughs> he's getting it from verse 19 in the prophecy of Joel. Right. All right. Then when you go over to Acts chapter 4, let's see. Okay. Is it Acts chapter 4? Probably, and I'm going to miss it. The praying for boldness or the Acts before the chapter 5. Okay. Verse 12. There we go. I've even got a heading for it. Read it. Not many signs and wonders were regular. Now, many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people. Where's he getting those words, signs and wonders? Why is Luke hammering on those two words? Because he's following the pattern from Joel. He's coming from that prophecy in Joel. <laughs> now go to Acts chapter 6. Okay. Look at verse 8 when Stephen is going out mm -hmm. to preach. Yeah. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs. Have you ever seen those words, wonders and signs? They go back to the prophecy of Joel. I've seen a few see? times now. So, see, we usually teach Luke and Acts, especially Acts, with an agenda that has nothing much mm -hmm. to do with... Luke's agenda, yeah. see, but Luke's agenda is to show that that prophecy of Joel has come mm. true in his time and the time of salvation for all through the Lord Jesus Christ yeah. has actually arrived. So yeah. we could keep going with that, but that is another theme <laughs> yeah. that runs through Luke and Acts. And it all ties back to the prophecy from Joel. It does. Yeah. Another word that is very much related, and we won't have a lot of time to to go through this is the word salvation or saved. Yeah. And if you walk through the early chapters of Luke and all the way through the book of Luke, you'll have salvation and saved and mm -hmm. there'll be salvation uh, to the Gentiles and right. salvation for all. You know, a, a savior is born in Bethlehem, mm -hmm. yeah. who is Christ the Lord. Savior, salvation. Um, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Mm -hmm. What must I do to be saved? Yeah. 
But the word saved throughout Luke and Acts actually comes from Joel chapter 2 verse 32 mm-hmm. and Acts chapter 2 verse 21. Yep. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, our agenda is, is sometimes, well, that doesn't just mean to say the sinner's prayer. Obviously it doesn't because in Acts 2, mm-hmm. whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then he finishes the sermon in verse 36 and says, Jesus is that Lord. Yeah. And then they say, okay, well, if that's true, if Jesus is the Lord of Joel 2.32, then what are we supposed to do? How do we call on him? And he says, repent and be baptized. Yeah. But Joel's, I mean, Joel's, Luke's agenda yeah. cannot be seen by just studying Luke. Or just Acts. Or just Acts. You have to see the great panoramic unfolding of these themes Mm -hmm. in Luke and Acts to see what those books are really about and what the author, inspired by the Spirit, is really trying to show. Which just as an illustration of how vital this is, but how early on we kind of misunderstand this, my kids are seven and five, Uh and we're reading through books in the Bible at night. And I told them, we're going to read Matthew, Mark, John. Then we're going to go back and we're going to do Luke, Acts. And they keep going, but why? That's not the order they're in, Dad. There you go. And I'm like, because they're written by the same guy. Volume one, you know? volume yeah. two. It's like a miniseries. <laughs> and the miniseries is not done with the first installment. you got to go through the rest of it. Yeah. See? And, you know, in a miniseries, he says, now remember what happened last time, and he keeps going. That's exactly <laughs> what happens in the book of Acts. And on net, like Netflix, don't skip the recap. Yeah, Luke and <laughs> Acts is like a Netflix two-part miniseries. Don't tell anybody I said that. <laughs> don't share that with anyone. But it's really true. And seriously, if you're really interested out there in the, in the overall true original writer's mm. purpose for those books... They need to be studied together. They need to be studied in sequence. And I think if you'll study that prophecy, you'll find the themes of Luke-Acts in that passage in Joel chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, 17 through 21. There we go. Now, see, we not only made it through one book, we made it through two, a two-parter. It's a a broad brush. Yeah. But if you can't see the forest, you don't know how the trees fit into the forest. There you go. So thanks again for joining us. As always, if you've got questions, comment below wherever you may be watching this video. I think we're going to do one more video, and then we'll do a comment. I think it's the plan. It's up to the Grand Poobah Jed, and I will be submissive <laughs> to his will on that. So you've got one more week before we jump in and start recording a comment video. So send in those questions on this video or any one of the ones before. Thanks again for watching. We'll see you next week. Happy trails to you. Okay. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.